Good afternoon, Agile Acquisition Enthusiasts, and welcome back to the Underground Digital Tiki Bar. I'm often talking about innovation being made up of three factors. The first is the belief or assumption that everything you're doing is wrong or could at least be done better. The second is to know and have a deep understanding of the rules under which you operate. And the third is a responsible risk taking. So it's the middle of the week and I thought I would take a coffee break and break down the second part of that, which is the rules in which we operate. So cheers. Okay. Uh, so here on the Agile Acquisition channel, uh, I've spent a lot of time talking about innovation and being creative and how we can sort of nimbly move around and do different things. Uh, but as I said, innovation requires understanding what are the rules that you're forced to operate in. Uh, so the rules that generally govern federal acquisitions are the Federal Acquisition Regulations, or the FAR. The FAR is a section of the CFR, or the Code of Federal Regulations. This is essentially the administrative rules issued by the Federal Register uh, out of the Executive Office of the, of the Government. So the Federal Acquisition Regulations is made up of chapters, and each chapter covers different sections of how you go about doing regulations. Uh, most people don't memorize the FAR, uh, but it's, it's critically important to understand how to navigate the FAR, how to move through it. And it has a table of contents up front. You generally start there and focus in on the headings. What makes it a little bit tricky is often it will reference other sections of the FAR, and so you end up having to do quite a bit of bouncing back and forth. Um, so the first section, the first chapter, chapter 1, 1.102, talks about the rules and the definitions um, that, you that basically make up all the other sections. So it's important to understand that because you have to refer back to that section relatively often uh, to make sure you have the right understanding of some of the phrasing in later sections of the FAR. Uh, so today I'm gonna mention or highlight some critically important sections of the FAR. Uh, not all will be exclusively related to being agile, but uh, each of them will most likely tie in some way back to doing agile procurements. Uh, so let's get started. Uh, so far, section five talks about uh, the Competition and Contracting Act and the rules uh, around how you uh, communicate your requirements. Uh, and then FAR section six talks about the synopsizing and discussions of those sections and gives you your exceptions. Uh, this is where we often will see FAR 6.302 um, and then there's several exceptions listed under there, which are the exceptions to SICA. So in order to uh, exempt yourself from the requirements of FAR part five, you'd have to fall under one of those sections in FAR 6.3. See, pretty simple, right? Uh, then we move along a little bit and we have FAR 8, uh, 8.4 is the federal supply schedules. This will often come up when you're talking about using GSA contracting, GSA acquisitions. That's a form of federal supply schedule. It's a, uh, this is where we talk about GWACs, government-wide acquisition contracts, uh, things like NITAC, other vehicles, um, the NASA Soup, for example. Uh, then we move along and we get to FAR 9, 9.5 uh, in particular is important. It talks about OCI or uh, organizational conflicts of interest. Uh, this is, it also talks about the protection of proprietary information. So uh, the importance of marking things appropriately if you're submitting to the government, the importance of disclosing uh, conflicts you have 
whether you're involved with an acquisition or whether you are bidding on an acquisition. Uh, then, let's see, we can move along to FAR Part 12, Commercial Acquisitions. Uh, this is where the FAR acknowledges that the federal government should be doing businesses, uh, business with institutions that aren't designed to do business with the federal government all the time. And as such, the rules should be different because uh, they operate in an environment completely different and asking companies to do things our way all the time uh, is expensive. So FAR Part 12 has a basically subset of rules, regulations and such that should be followed when doing commercial contracting. Uh, FAR Part 13 talks about simplified acquisition procedures uh, and very important to start FAR 13.5 which talks about simplified acquisition procedures for commercial acquisitions and gives us our wonderful threshold of seven million dollars which is quite a lot of money to do commercial acquisition work. Um, so then we can move along to FAR 15. FAR 15 is actually um, contracting by negotiation, but this is the section that sort of makes up the, uh, the bulk of process and myths and um, sort of bureaucracy around acquisitions. Uh, even when folks aren't doing a FAR 15 acquisition, they tend to apply the rules because FAR 15 has the most rules. And so it kind of has these templates you can follow and, and as such, people do, they're creatures of habit. Um, so, you know, FAR 15 is great uh, in that it provides a lot of description and prescriptive language on how to conduct a fair acquisition. Um, but it's really important to remember when you're operating in like eight or, um, or 13.5, for example, um, or other sections that I'll talk about in a second, then it's important to understand that uh, the FAR Council intentionally offers more streamlined approaches uh, or suggests the use of more streamlined approaches. Um, so from FAR 15, um, we can move along to FAR 16. FAR 16.5 uh, talks about um, indefinite delivery indefinite quantity contracts, or IDIQ, as we often hear them discussed. Um, IDIQ contracts are really, um, really important contracts because this was sort of like the first way in which the government figured out how to sort of recognize they didn't know everything they needed to know in order to buy everything they needed to buy. And so created this process where you can award to one or multiple vendors and then sort of had the subsequent acquisition process that existed within it, although, intended to be very streamlined. And a mistake I often see uh, is agencies applying the same FAR 15 process they likely used to create the IDIQ, which was not necessary, um, at the actual task order level and thus defeating the entire purpose of um, creating it. So, uh, okay, so that's 16. Uh, gonna skip ahead to 19. FAR 19 talks about uh, small businesses, uh, small business programs. Uh, this is where you get your 8A set-asides. Uh, this is really governed um, by something called the rule of two, which is actually something that is a term that describes a statute. Um, it basically says if there's two or more small businesses uh, or businesses within a particular uh, disadvantaged category, that are both interested and capable of performing the work um, that you have to, by law, set aside the requirement uh, for small businesses. So this is where uh, RFIs get really involved and talk about, um, you know, I skipped FAR Part 10, which is market research, but you already knew that, I'm sure. Uh, FAR Part 10 talks about market research. 
Anyway, um, so it talks about you know finding out who's in the environment, who can do the work. It also talks about bundling, so taking existing requirements um, that are being performed by small businesses and sort of putting them together. Uh, so generally from an agency perspective, it's like streamlined and uh, you have like a single belly button or um, you know, whatever. And uh, from, an, from a company perspective, you know, a small business may no longer be able to perform the work because now you've dumped all this other type of activities into it. So that's where bundling is discussed. Um, and then uh, I'm going to skip way ahead. Uh, we have FAR 37.6, which is performance-based service acquisitions. Um, by law, agencies are required to use performance-based service acquisitions to the greatest extent uh, possible. And um, so, you know, this is where we talk about the use of services to deliver a supply, which is, you know, ties very well into um, agile software development or additive development. Um, FAR 15, by the way, also, or FAR 16, by the way, also talks about other contract types besides IDIQ. So as I mentioned, 16.5 is multiple award or, or IDIQ and multiple award IDIQ. But FAR 16 also talks about your fixed price, your fixed price and incentives, your time and material, your cost reimbursable, your cost plus fixed fee, and your cost plus afford fee, your cost plus incentive fee, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, so we were at 37.6 though for performance-based service acquisitions, uh, and I was mentioning how it refers or how it opens the door for sort of agile development and iterative development, uh, which brings us right to FAR 39, and FAR 39 is the acquisition of IT, um, and FAR 39.1 talks about modular contracting, um, which is actually you know iterative development. It, it specifically says in the FAR, you know, buy small, do shorter contracts, so you can keep pace with technology. So it's all there. Uh, and then um, there's, a, there's a lot of other very important sections, but skip all the way ahead to FAR 52. Um, this is where you find your clauses. So uh, all of the sections that I mentioned and didn't mention, uh, these, are, these are basically provisions uh, that explain what needs to be done. And they usually will cite the FAR 52 clause uh, that should be inserted into the contract to enforce the requirement of the provision. Uh, so there you have it. Uh, I hope that was helpful. Uh, if you have questions specifically about the FAR, I would encourage you to go to myfar.io. Uh, this is a application that um, some friends and I have built to help people use the FAR, find, make it more digestible. Um, but one of the great features of it is once you register, uh, you can ask questions and I will answer them. Uh, so feel free to go on there. And uh, if I, maybe I said something that confused you here or maybe I said something that didn't sound quite right, uh, you can ask questions in the myfar.io app. Um, or you can um, bookmark and print and you know it's, it's now mobile ready, which is very exciting. Um, and so you can pop up your phone and access it when you're in meetings or wherever else you might need to reference back to a particular section, for example. Um, so yeah, so go check that out too. Uh, anyway, thanks for tuning in for this coffee break. Uh, I hope everybody's feeling refreshed. We're halfway through the week, so we're almost there. Um, and uh, you know, go innovate. Cheers. <laughs>